Hello, this is Reading with Finest. I am Finest. I'm reading American Indian Myths and Legends today. The story from American Myths and Legends I'm going to read to you is Two Bullets and Two Arrows. This is a Brule Sioux story. Follow me at Everything's Just Fine on Instagram to see illustrations of mine. Hey, 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 try to read every day. If not, don't even worry about it. I'll do it for you. And you know what? I'm going to have a backlog because as of late, I haven't been reading every day. I was like, oh, I've been lying to my fans about my listeners about reading every day. But then I thought about it even further. It was like, hey, you're being too hard on yourself, Finest. You read all the time. You see signs. You know what they mean. You get back and forth. I mean, signs like, you know, a stop sign. And even if you couldn't read that, the fact that you understand what it is, it's kind of like reading. So you're reading every day. You're doing great. This is for everyone, including myself. You're, you read every day. You're doing, you're doing it. You don't need to read a whole story. But if you like, then go ahead. But if you don't, then you're at the right place because I will do it for you. Round and my way. Here we are. Let's get this story started. Two bullets and two arrows. This is Henry Crow Dog speaking. Here is how my grandfather, the first Crow Dog, got his name. He was chief about the land to uh, about to lead a raiding party into Hinta Paya Wakam, now called Cedar Valley in South Dakota. Before riding out, he had a vision. He saw a white horse in the clouds that gave him the sacred horsepower. As a result, his pony became Shunkaka Lazuhan, the swiftest horse in the band. But that wasn't all of the vision. The chief heard the voices of the horse, that coyote saying, I am the one. Then his horse suddenly pricked up his ears and the wind whistled through the two eagle feathers the chief was wearing. The, the feathers spoke, telling him, There's a man standing on that wall over there between two trees. The chief and his companions clearly saw the man who raised his hand and then was gone. The chief dispatched two scouts, one to the north and one to the south, but they returned saying they had seen no one. This man on the hill must have been a Wagana, a ghost, the chief said. He tried to warn us, but what did he warn us of? Yeah, what? I don't know. I'm a warrior about, a about to lead a raid, and I can't bother over much about ghosts. Hmm, I don't know. All right. So they rode out and came to a river. The chief decided to camp there so that the, if enemies came, the riverbank would prevent them from surrounding his party. During the night, the chief heard the coyote howl four times. The horse was telling him, something bad is going to happen to you. The chief understood and gathered the men of his party together. There was some Tokala, some Kit Fox warriors there. They sang a strong heart song, which goes like this. I am a fox. I am supposed to die. I am already through, already threw my life away. Something daring, something dangerous. I wish to do. Probably sound just like that. 
They painted their faces black. They made themselves scared. They prepared to fight and die. They said that it would be a good day for a man to give his life. At dawn, the enemy attacked. There, there were some Washachu, some white settlers led by a blue-coated soldier and many Crow scouts and Absar Oka warriors helping them. Indians helping whites to fight Indians. This was indeed a bad thing. In the chief's party, however, were many famous warriors. There was two strikes. Numpa Kachapa, who got his name when he shot with one bullet two white soldiers riding on the same horse. Kills in water, this is another name, that's just a name of somebody, uh, was there in a holy horn bear's son and killing sight. Two crow scouts wounded killing sight and shot his horse from under him. The chief went to him at a dead run, called the traitors, counted first coup on them, and put killing sight on his own fast horse. Killing sight whipped the horse, which took off with him hanging on it. The horse was so fast that no enemy could come near, and it carried killing sight safely home. On foot now, the chief was looking around, hopping to catch him, hoping to catch himself one of the rideless crow horses. When he took two enemy arrows, one high on his chest, right under the collarbone, the other on his side. The second arrow went deep right into his bladder. He broke off the arrow with his, with his hand, and a hollyhorn's bear son and two others of the band came to help, though they had been wounded too. Their horses all had at least one arrow in them. The chief told them, No use bothering with me. I'm hurt bad. I can't live, so save yourself. Still, they caught a fallen man's horse and put the chief on it, saying, Be strong. Hold on. Then the Absarkawa, Absarka and some Wishitu swooped down upon them, they had a hard time forcing their way through. Fighting for their lives against many, they lost sight of their chief. They fought, they thought they, they, they thought he must have been killed and rode home talking of the bad things that had happened. The chief had been riding, but he soon became so weak from loss of blood that he fell off the pony. Lying in the snow in great pain, he hardly had the strength to sing his death song. He was all alone, with neither friend nor enemy in sight. Suddenly, two coyotes came, growling but gently. They said, we know you, and kept him warm during the night by laying on either side of him. They licked the blood off his face. They brought him deer meat to make him strong, and a sacred wound medicine which told him to apply where the arrows had hit him. The medicine made his flesh tender and caused it to open up so that he could pull out the arrowheads. And what was left of the shafts, the medicine brought. Okay, so that, okay, you got the rest of the shafts and the arrowheads. Okay, the medicine brought by the coyotes cured the chief and the meat they gave him made him strong. When he was able to walk, a crow came flying and guided him home. All the people marveled on seeing him and hearing his story. Sometimes after the chief had recovered, he went out alone to hunt and was ambushed by uh, by a war party of 
Pahians. These enemies had guns, and the chief took two bullets, one in the arm and one in the rib. The second touched his lung so that in later in life he was always somewhat weak in the chest. He managed to get far enough away on his fast horse to be safe from the Pianas. Pianas, yeah. But then he could ride no further. He got down from his horse and stretched himself on the ground. This time I died for sure, he said to himself. But again, the two coyotes came, bringing meat and bullet medicine, nursing and warming him for four days until his strength returned and his wounds were a little better. And again, the crow came flying, watching over the man, warning him when enemies were close, guiding him to the place where his horse had strayed. So once more, the chief came back alive from the dead. Then he made himself a shield from the from the neck skin of a buffalo and using sacred uh, procedures, painted two arrowheads and two circles representing bullets on it. This was his wutawa, his crest and protection, because after he had survived those four wounds and after he had made the shield, nothing further could ever hurt him. And then also he took his last name, Kangi Shanuka, Crow Coyote, which the white census takers misunderstood and made into Crow Dog. You can stand on a name like this. Told by Henry Crow Dog on Rosebud Indian Reservation, South Dakota, 1969, and recorded by Richard Iridos. So really is Henry Crow Coyote. But we call it Crow Dog because we are disrespectful. Um, thank you for listening to Reading the Finest. My favorite thing of that, the fact that he made it through all those four bullets and still living and was just like, look, I've made it through it all. I bet that's really very, like, symbolic to his life, you know? I thought he was like, I made through everything. I, I have I've touched the death and came back, and I'm very thankful, and I'm always protected. Uh well, thank you for listening to Reading with Finest. I'll be back here tomorrow to read to you again. Today's the day. Go out and try to do some things. You're reading even, even if you don't think you are. You're, you're doing it. All right. Ba-do-do-do-do. Ba-do-do-do-do-do. Ba-do-do-do-do.